0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix one hundred and twenty seventh film. It's the twenty eighteen adventure drama Mowgli: Legend of the Jungle. It's directed by Andy Serkis. It stars Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Benedict Cumberpatch, Naomi Harris, and Andy Serkis. I am Jesse, and I am your host here today. Excited, ready to check out this. I guess. It's, they call it a, an action adventure. I mean, it's it's the tale of the Jungle Book, which is probably very familiar with quite a few people listening. This one's a little bit of a different take. Um, it, it's quite different to a lot of the Disney versions that you've possibly seen. So if you did want to watch this one, um, give us a pause now, go back, check it out, and then um, come and listen to me later on because I will be spoiling this as we go. Now, we start our show with the fast flicks where I do a quick summary of the film. And I've said, the boy cub must fight for his right to stay in the jungle with his adopted family or head back to the village to be with humans. (laughs) Now, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen this film before. Now, uh, yeah, that's literally the gist of the plot. It's the same plot that you would have seen. A few little differences um, here and there, but I think you are going to be surprised if you watch this one with how dark and um scary this one is. This is this is not a kid's film. Um, and I will hold off um, talking a little bit more about the film because I will introduce with a few little facts and some information about this film. And this idea for this film started back in 2012. So this this film, before its release in 2018, was was being shifted around. Um, various directors were, you know, tied up with this film, such as Steve Cloves, Ron Howard, Alejandro and Inuratu. Um, before Circus was confirmed um, Andy Circus in March 2014 so even then still four years from when he was announced as director before a release and it was filmed in 2015 um, and then a lot of pickups and a lot of special effects were done right up through till 2018 because this was originally scheduled to be released by Warner Brothers. Um, The film was delayed numerous times to work on the visual effects, to work on um, you know different bits and pieces, because they wanted to create a space between Disney. And in April 2016, Disney put out their own Jungle Book adaption, um, adaptation. sorry And um, it just sat there. It sat there for a couple of years and Warner Brothers is gone. We are not going to release this theatrically. So that's where Netflix came on board. And they got the rights in July 2018. And Netflix avoiding this and this is a bit of commentary i guess and netflix purchasing this has sort of allowed warner brothers to avoid this massive sort of um box office bomb because they felt that there was no chance that this was going to be able to be successful at the cinemas and and possibly has saved them millions of dollars for not having to promote this film either um and i guess speaking of the move to Netflix, the director Andy Serkis, he he said that he was really excited about Netflix for Mowgli because they avoid comparisons to the other movies um, or the other Disney movie as well, and it's a release a release for him not to have that pressure. Um, he'd seen the 3D version of this film, so they did do a 3D version for a small theatrical release, and he thought it was exceptional um, and a real different view for the 2D version. He said that it gave a lot of really lush and great depths to the scenes. Um, and there was some kind of theatrical component for that. What excited him the most, though, was the forward thinking at Netflix is how to present this and the message of the movie. They understand this is a darker telling that doesn't fit into a four-quadrant slot. It's really not meant for young kids, though. I think it's possible that 10 or above can watch it. It was always meant to be PG-13, and this allows us to go deeper with darker themes to be scary and frightening in moments. The violence between animals is not gratuitous, but it's definitely there. This way of going allows us to get the film out without compromise. So there's some comments there from the director Andy Serkis, a little background of the pickup by Netflix and being on Netflix. Um, There's a few characters in this one that were made specifically for this movie. So Boot is this little albino wolf cub who's Mowgli's best friend. um, And this character, John Lockwood, who's this English hunter, um, and he was actually named after um, the, uh, the author of the Jungle Book, Kipling's father. Um, and the original book did have a hunter, um, but it, it wasn't named um, Lockwood like it was in this one. So this was, um, and I guess the difference between, and there's going to be a lot of comparisons in this between the Disney 26 version and this one. And this one was shot on location quite a lot. Um, shot on location in South Africa and Durban, as well as uh, taking use of the... Um, the, the, the back lot I guess at the UK Warner Brothers Studios in London as well the the one and if you know about the Disney version that was completely shot on a sound studio in LA the whole whole film so um, big differences and I think that that was trying trying to use that as a selling point for this one. Uh, the other the other interesting one is that King Louie most of you would know King Louie is one of the the uh, Monkeys that is in all the Disney versions and he's exclusive to Disney He's a Disney character. So he was never um, in the original writings by Kipling So he was does not appear in this one either And I guess that to give a bit of context this, the working title for this one was jungle book origin So they were setting it up as an origin um, an origin story consensus time so critics Rotten Tomatoes, they had this at 52% on 105 reviews. So that is sitting on the Rotten um, scale. Uh, The audience were very, very similar. They had it at 51% and that was on over a thousand reviews by the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDB had it a little bit higher um, at 6.5 out of 10 on 56,800 or so um, ratings. That is that is huge compared to some of the films that we've covered recently. And again on Letterboxd, nearly 25,000 people had gone out of their way to rate this one. And, and on Letterboxd, it sits on a 2.8, which is um, on the lower end of the scale. Below 3 is never a great look on Letterboxd. They released this in cinemas, um, so in Mumbai, originally in November, um, the end of November 2018, um, and the same, it had a limited run in UK and um, cinemas across the USA before hitting Netflix worldwide on the 7th of December 2018. Um, This was nominated for seven awards, mainly for the animation and visual effects, nothing um, too complex there, and I think a trailer award, and a few things like that. Um, So this is where I will head into my early thoughts for this one. Um, I mean... It's a movie that really—it should have been made for kids. It's the Jungle Book. This is a a children's story, um, a coming of age story that that kids can relate to. Um, but this film definitely isn't for kids. It also gives me a bit of deja vu. Um, I'm not too sure why we needed another Jungle Book film. Like you know the story, um, so like this is serviceable. But like I said, it's not for kids. So I'm not too sure who would watch this film. Uh, yes, that that is where I'm heading with this one. And we're going to talk about some characters now and and these are the the same characters that you would have known from any version of the jungle book that you may have read or seen on the screen before and start with Mowgli, um the main protagonist the kid that everyone knows that gets abandoned and and is brought up in the jungle by the the animals and i think the kid that, that played him did a really good job with what he had because realistically i just didn't believe this character um it just, it just didn't feel, or I didn't feel, his need to belong. Like The, the whole film is meant to be about his, his need to belong with either the humans or with the animals. And, and I didn't get that at all. And there were quite a lot of traumatic things for this kid to, to do, um, which, again, ties back into who is this film for, who's the audience. Because, realistically, um, I would not be wanting to watch, let a kid watch some of the, the, the things that Mowgli goes through in this film. The next thing I'll talk the Wolf Pack. So the Wolf Pack, this idea, um, Akira, they're meant to be his family, and I just didn't get that feeling at all. Uh, most of the time, they were they were there stirring him up, or or creating tension for him, or telling him how he didn't fit in, and and it just didn't sit right. I wanted them to be that that group that he could rely on and and, and depend on, and. That that leads me into I guess Bagheera was meant to be his his guiding light and and Baloo these these two characters that you probably in your mind got got visuals about what they look like based on seeing them before in other films and they were the two creepiest characters in this film um, Baloo was just super weird and aggressive and it just didn't sit right with how I know these characters or how I've seen these characters represented even Bagheera with yeah they gave him this backstory of, of being a human's pet and it was thrown in so late in the film to try and explain his aggressiveness when we'd already had the whole film with him being off. And the special effects, I guess, have a little bit to do with this because they use this motion capture and, and the facial features on animals just sometimes don't work. You know, you need a little bit of, um, you know, you don't need them to be so believable when it's such a a fantasy type of film where you've got animals talking. So animals talking, human features just doesn't go right. Um, and that, and that leads me to the villain, sure can, where. He wasn't scary at all, really. I mean, they they tried to have him as this villain who was just in the background the whole time with these creepy little shots. And um, I was more creeped out by Baloo and Bagheera. Shia Khan was literally Scar from the Lion King. The, the way they did the voice, the the way that he tried to overtake the pack, all these things, I was just like, oh, just just brought back memories of the Lion King for me. Uh, the, the last character I'll touch on is Lockwood. Um, and he was this white dude in amongst the village of all the, the native people. And he was just this hunting... Um, character who, apart from showing Mowgli how to cut some meat, um, it just dishes him off to the villagers. So he wasn't really a. I guess he was the human villain um, that they wanted to have in the film when you have these two complete separate societies running at the same time. So Andy Serkis as the director for this one, I mean. He has to be one of the hardest working people in Hollywood. I I love the work he does. I mean, you, you'd know him as Gollum in Lord of the Rings, Caesar in Planet of the Apes, uh, Snoke in Star Wars. He's been in heaps of the Marvel films, the the Tintin, um, caption, uh, motion capture, um, film as well. So he does an awful lot of this motion capture stuff. So realistically, this film is his cup of tea. This is this is the type of film that he's almost born to to make. And on his uh, slate coming up next, he is directing the Venom sequel, which is due out later this year. So that will be interesting to see him um, with a, a few more humans, hopefully, um, in in the cast that he's going to, to be directing. Time for some scenes. So some things that I, I didn't mind in this one. Um, there's there's this one scene with Shere Khan, which I didn't mind. He, there's this... Maugli's under the water, and... You can see Shere Khan drinking the water from above and this was really done well uh, because for me as an audience member I couldn't quite work out if he was actually there or this was Mowgli's imagination you know making him feel scared about this this tiger that he's told is coming after him that's chasing him and, and wants to get him and that was one thing that, that I liked and I enjoyed and unfortunately the rest of things that I didn't necessarily like. Um, because from the start, I, I just found this really hard to connect as, like I mentioned before, the animals just looked so fake. Um, they, they just, it was just, and I'm not sure whether this is because I was watching it streaming on a small screen, but it just did not um, come across as believable one little bit. And, you know, they tried to set the, there's a scene where they try to set the three laws of the jungle up, um, and it was good to try and set the picture, but Realistically, the the three laws that they cover, they, they didn't mention anything about fire. And fire was this one thing that almost gets, or does get, Mowgli discommunicated from the jungle. So it would have been nice to have that included in those laws. Um, and then Mowgli's best mate, Boot, which is this albino wolf that we spoke about before. There's a scene where, you know, he's look, trying to look out for Mowgli, he's meant to be his best friend, and, and Mowgli just loses it at him and pretty much tells him to get lost. And I thought this was really poor form, especially in, spoiler alert, we've, we have mentioned this, but realistically the next time he sees him, he's a stuffed animal in, um, in the hunter's cabin, so... There was no closure there in that relationship, especially seeing as it was his best friend. I guess it did give him that motivation to to turn it around and, and defeat, you know, the bad humans and the, the bad animals. But I just didn't like that he didn't get a chance to, to properly say goodbye. Um, the the car scenes, like the snake um, with Mowgli, they were all really trippy and a bit weird and a bit too CGI for, for it to be believable for me. Um, nearly done. Like, Bagheera... Um, <laughs> Bagheera like visits Mowgli and he's locked in his cage with the humans, and he tells him, "I didn't come here to rescue you. I've come here to tell you that you need to stay here." And I really, really, really thought that ended weirdly because Mowgli says to him, "I love you," and then Bagheera just walks off. And this is that he's protector from the jungle. It just, uh, it just was really, really, really sad. And especially if you do have kids watching this film, um, that's this massive kick in the gut that this animal that's supposed to be a protector is is pretty much ditching you. The, the other thing, there's an elephant that helps Mowgli out at times and he they make a big point of him missing half his tusk and we work out, you know, the hunter's taken it and, and Mowgli goes and gives it back to him and the elephant just reconnects it and puts it back on. Just, I don't know, just didn't like <laughs> did not like that at all. Last thing I just want to make an overall mention of is this reminded me way too much of The Lion King. Um, the hyenas as these villains, Scar, was seen through Sher Khan so much, and the final scene was almost this ripoff of Pride Rock, where you've got Mowgli sitting up on this rock, and all the animals there are staring at him, looking at him to be their sort of leader. Just the the symbolism and the 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 imagery of that was just way too much to finish this film uh, for me. Okay, time time to look at some themes and some ideas, and this one had. It had a lot going, a lot going throughout. You've got this idea of friendship with, with Mowgli and, and his albino friend, but that sort of gets blown up in your face. You've got this idea of teamwork, them all working together. Um, family can be what you want it to be, and that's okay. Like, they're all working together. You've got this idea of, um, you know, Mowgli wanting to decide who his family is. And, and at the same stage, this is like his rite of passage. He's got to do this this um, this run through the jungle with all the, all the animals. He's got to go through this festival, carnival-like type um Ritual with the humans and and it's like which one does he choose and, and that wasn't done too badly, I guess and the last thing is this idea too of of Deforestation or or man killing nature and, and and you know invading on each other's space which which is done in all the jungle book um, adaptations as well uh, and I think I need to take away from this one that This on a big screen in a cinema would have been better It wouldn't have been so graphic and in your face with these visual effects I think on a big screen this definitely would have worked um, a lot more for myself IMDb time. This is where we, if we jump onto IMDb to check out any of the, the people on the screen that may ring a bell with us, this is what we do. And, and I looked up um, the character Lockwood, the the, the white uh, male hunter. He's played by a guy called Matthew Reese. And he's just one of those faces that looked so, so familiar for me. Uh, and then I think the only thing that I've seen him in is uh, the, the film called Burnt with Bradley Cooper. and And at that, that's a massive stretch. So just a real familiar face. I really thought I knew him from something, but... But I didn't, <laughs> and I think that's almost time to wrap this one up. Um, I mean, we we give the film a rating out of five on the Flix Forum uh, podcast, and I'm just going to finish with that. You know, Disney have done five feature versions in some way or another, um, and even though a few of those, of I guess of the Jungle Book, and even though a few of them have been stinkers. I think I still enjoyed them more than I did with this one. This was way too dark. I thought the special effects were really, really ordinary. um, And you can see why this was delayed for so long. It is really hard to target and pitch this for a specific audience. Uh, Unfortunately, films with the same story all come out at the same time this happens a lot in hollywood and i think this one's the lesser check out that 2016 disney version it's a much much better film Um, i'm going to give this a two out of five Um, now i know that my co-host mj has seen this film and and he's giving it a three so um, as a flix forum average that'll give us a two and a half which i think sits nicely for this film we we're on social media we have facebook we have twitter we have instagram we pop our episodes up we pop posts up and we pop a question up to see what you guys would think. And I wanna know what's the best Jungle Book adaptation that you've seen? Like, is it the Disney 60s animated version? Is it one of the live action ones that we've seen through the 90s? I mean, it could even be Tailspin, Tailspin the Disney cartoon where you've got Baloo in that as a character as well. So um, yeah, What's what's your favorite Jungle Book adaptation? please do subscribe, hit us up, um, Apple Podcasts, you can find us, Spotify, anywhere where you can find good podcasts, you can find us. And I will be back again next week for our next Flix Forum original film. And that is going to be the 2018 Mexican drama, Roma. It's directed and written by Alphonse Carano and it stars Yalitza Aparicio and Marina de Tavia. So looking forward to that one. I have seen um, Roma. I am looking forward to discussing it and I would like to thank you for keeping me company as we've discussed Mowgli today and I will see you next week.